right, what's up, listeners? Welcome back to Predator vs. Movies. Uh, I know you can't tell but because uh, of this French accent that I'm doing, but uh, I'm actually Alex, the right. one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, and I'm actually Aiden, and that's that's a Russian accent for those who for those who couldn't tell as well. I mean, the Russians were Russian at, at the very but, least. Well, no, some of them were not. Some, some of them, <laughs> like okay. some of them had it, and then some of them were like, I was like, who who are you from? Like, what is? <laughs> Anyways, but this is not two Europeans talking to one another. This is actually the the Predator vs. Movies podcast, uh, where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. We're going to start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deeper discussion of the film. Then we're going to ask the most important question, would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? Uh, I'm sure you've already guessed, this week we are reviewing uh, Napoleon. uh, Oh, and no Peter. And no Peter, yes. Uh, Or maybe not, we don't know, we haven't heard from him. Yeah, maybe a surprise call in from Peter. (laughs) And if that happens, we will dramatically shift the podcast for like 20 minutes, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be fun if it happens, but it'll be even more fun if it doesn't. And then we're just yeah. like talking up this thing that never happened. <laughs> uh, but before we do that or get into the movie of the week, uh, we do have some news uh, in the form of our quick bite segment. Um, so I've just pulled some some news, and Aiden is gonna react to it in yeah. one cent one word. I think is what the rule is. Yeah, and that he is did the, word. the sound bite. Uh, yeah. So first, first quick bite I have for you, Aiden, from Vanity Fair. Dave Filoni has become the chief creative <laughs> officer of Lucasfilm. He will now work more directly with Kathleen Kennedy to oversee the next generation of Star Wars shows and movies. Mm. Uh, expected, like mm. <laughs> I, my hands are tired. I can't say more. <laughs> I know, not ideal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's two words. Uh, but yeah, I I heard that um, there's some behind the scenes stuff for Andor, so slight, very slight spoilers for whatever that ends up being. But they like Chopper from the Rebels show was behind the scenes of Andor. No. Was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. That is so upsetting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if oh. I doubt I doubt that could have been Dave Filoni just based on the timeline. Like, do you think right. he got hired in day one? He's like, get, get Chopper in the show, stat! I need Chopper in this right now. Uh, I guess, I guess maybe it was delayed by the strikes. I don't, I don't know. No, so, maybe. I don't know. But that's very upsetting to me. Um, can we just like, can we just take Star Wars out back and like Shoot kill it? it? Can yeah. we? Use it is time. Star Wars. It is time. I, I used to be the biggest Star Wars fan, and I'm just like. I'm done. I'm done, guys. I didn't need more. I, you know, like, I think we were good with the first three. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it, Empire. Don't do the number business. Don't do the prequels, sequels. I didn't need any of that. This was, anyways. Uh, Next bit of news, uh, quick bite. The executive producer of the Squid Game reality series says the anti-capitalist allegory is only one very small part of the actual Squid Game series. Yeah. Uh, lawsuits. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There was a, I, didn't, I didn't look too far into that. Do you want to tell me what that is in more Yeah, than well, the, re- the reason I say that is because that's a hilarious thing to say. One, because did you watch the show? Two, because people on the reality show 
like the contestants like are yeah. suing the producers for experiencing like hypothermia and like sickness during the red light green light game which during the show people get shot in the head uh but <laughs> people uh people in the reality show were not being treated well apparently so i haven't watched the show i did see that actually the, the hypothermia thing yeah red light green light does not involve temperature or cold yeah i don't know I don't, in any yeah. way so i'm i'm very confused what they did differently was it just a big fridge like is that where <laughs> they played it we're gonna well, play it the, in an industrial freezer yeah the idea of like making these people who definitely like need the money like compete in these like compete these games in really awful conditions for a seemingly no reason like that's that's in line with the show. It's a faithful adaptation. This is true. Um, it's yeah. It's very funny to be like this isn't about capitalism, and then just kind of like taking on the role. It's very much like history. Thing. History uh, mimics art or something. I don't know. Life sure. mimics art or whatever. Uh, Netflix is the who are the, the guys at the end of the show who are like 69 is my favorite number oh the americans <laughs> yeah those yeah. Are the, yeah netflix is those guys yeah. uh last bit of quick bite news ridley scott says he decided on casting joaquin phoenix as napoleon after he took a photograph of him and stuck a hat on it and he said there it is <laughs> uh nice like that. <laughs> that's that's how all casting should be done. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, no, that's cool. just like like two fingers sliding. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's sure. Um but we do have one more thing. Usually that would be an excellent segue into what we're talking about. But we do have another segment before we do that. What is it? Vroom. Vroom, vroom, heading into the trailer park. We're heading into the trailer park where RVs, or sorry, uh, ATVs and, <laughs> and bikes, motorbikes, yeah. motorcycles are like having a derby. Yeah, it's very <laughs> well, disruptive. they have to roll into the trailer park to watch the trailers because there's a projector set up in the trailer park. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's projecting yeah. onto the side <laughs> the of, world a, of an RV yeah. on the yeah, side exactly. of the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, so the trailer we have for you this week is very old. It is, I saw on YouTube, it came out oh, yeah. two weeks ago. We just yeah. didn't know. <laughs> we just missed it. Um, I saw this trailer the first time while I was watching the movie we are reviewing I, this week. I had seen and it before then, but I did, I did see it during Napoleon as well. And so I was like, oh, what's this? And I was trying to guess what this movie was for the longest time. <laughs> Because it starts out and it's like 80. I was like, oh, there's a new 80s movie? What? What? And then like a storm and then icicles come from the ground. And I was like, oh, it's, oh, they're doing Geostorm 2. That's what this is, right? It's Geostorm 2. Okay. (laughs) Or like today the world stood still. I don't know. There's a bunch of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like. No, until you see the logo, there is no hint that could possibly be. It's not even tonally the same thing. Like, I feel like. Like, the first Ghostbusters was a pretty straight comedy. It's Ghostbusters, that's what we're talking about. Ghostbusters, uh, (laughs) Frozen Empire. Uh, Yeah. I just think, like, I don't even... I haven't seen Ghostbusters in a long time. I think just because I've soured on Bill Murray since then, I've soured on Ghostbusters in my head, even Mm. though I haven't rewatched it probably in, like, five, seven years, whatever. Um, But, like... 
I don't understand like who is in line for this franchise anyway. Like what? Like didn't the, the last one? The last one didn't even do well, did it? Uh, no, I don't like think af- so. Like Afterlife. Afterlife. That's what confused me too. Also, is Ghostbusters Afterlife? I thought this was gonna be Ghostbusters Afterlife Two. Why well, it is. <laughs> it is no, a no, continuation no, of that. It is, it is, but it's not called that. It's called right. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I have to keep looking to remind myself what it is called. Yeah. That is very difficult to not even have the numbers. It is just subtitles. Anyways, um, I completely agree with you. I was watching the trailer, and I was like, why is this so... I was like, why so serious? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like that, like the Joker. Just like that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. thank you. You yeah. got it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, definitely wondering why we thought it's uh, it's just the modern blockbuster kind of like this is how we do things now is like we take ip and it doesn't matter what the the tone or the aesthetic of the original was it's all going to be this one thing that we do now which is serious but with like quippy jokes and, and like ground level and a lot of like freehand camera like you know what I mean like just that very thing which and the thing is I also feel like kind of we're past that too I also feel like like that was the trend of like kind of the 2010s that -hmm. I feel like faded out towards the end of the 2010s no like I don't understand like it feels like we're past this so I don't even understand what like on a like a producer level like why even do this never never doubt the studios (laughs) to be past something <laughs> uh we'll be getting marvel for a lot longer in, yeah. in a similar example of being past things but yeah um so basically for this trailer um cold man um Stranger cold things. lucifer cold devil man made people freeze in july and that's really weird because usually yeah. i don't know if you know this july is warm if yeah you're in new york in the yeah. uh, upper hemisphere or the yeah. northern hemisphere, not right. upper, because we're not. Well, what upper. what the what the what the ice ghost doesn't realize is that uh, like ghosts got nothing on New Yorkers, and so, they actually have, like, and that's what he's gonna learn. And he also doesn't know that they actually have Ant Man, right? They actually they do, do have Ant Man, and they have Stranger and, Things. Yeah, between those yeah. two other properties, I yeah. think the ghost the Ghostbusters will die. They'll yeah. The Ghostbusters will die. <laughs> I mean, the good guys old. are going to die. <laughs> they are very old, and they're in this movie as well. Um, <laughs> I that's another thing. Like, why why is the franchise kids now? Yeah. Why? Cause I mean, because yeah. Now the kids I guess have just to trying to revitalize it for kids. And it's not a kids movie. Like it's, no, it's a hyper serious movie for the adults who want to watch kids bust ghosts or something. Yeah. Like I don't. It doesn't look fun. No, it looks scary. It looks like it wants to scare me. It does look like it wants to scare me. I I'm agree, kind of and I. I, uh, I uh, Where's Slimer? Where That's Slimer? my question. It should be Ghostbusters, Slimer Empire. That's what the fans want. I agree. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, we yeah. watched a movie this week, and it is we called Napoleon. Napoleon. It is Napoleon. If only, if only yeah. it was Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, it is actually not Napoleon. It's Napoleon. 
Um, which actually, to be fair, I don't actually, we'll get into it. I don't really have a problem with the accent thing, but whatever. Um, directed by Ridley Scott, written by David Scarpa, uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby, among others. Uh, cinematography is Dariusz Wolski. Uh, it released initially on November 14th, 2023, uh, and then got a widespread, that looks like a film festival that I've never heard of. Oh, it's a mm. concert hall. Oh. That's weird. Okay. Uh, no, then a wide-scale release on November 27th, 22nd, 2023 in the United States and the United Kingdom. Runtime's 157 minutes. The budget was 130 to $200 million, uh, and the box office is $78.8 million as of now. Interesting. Uh, now, with this information in hand, we will go into our game, the Predacritic game. The Predacritic Again, we are not French. Uh, I will also accept British for either British or French. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, yeah, no, that was. Yeah, we'll get into it. But there's some scenes where, where a new character comes in. It's like, where are they from? <laughs> Who knows? And, oh, oh, I forgot. To, okay, yeah. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. Do Anyways, uh, so I've said. Oh, I haven't explained the game. So this game, yeah. uh, we guess a number. Yeah, uh, and this number is not just any number. It is what we think the score of this movie is on the critic uh, score at our upper website called Metacritic. If that made any yep. sense, we're gonna so guess some I've, scores. So I've I've spun our random wheel, and uh, I am going first. Alex goes first. Yeah, <laughs> dude, guess. this wheel loves me. I know, and this is what happened last week. And uh, so, okay, Napoleon. This is always so hard. It's it's literally yeah. 50-50. Yeah. No matter what I guess, it is 50-50. Um, I, I can't, I have no idea how low it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I've seen, I know what the I've ceiling seen different is. takes. I know what the ceiling is. Yeah. I know it can't be More above, like, a certain thing. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with. I feel like this is my thing. Is like I feel like there's gonna be some diehard Ridley Scott people. I feel like this is one of those filmmakers where there's some people who are like Ridley Scott can do no wrong, or maybe not can do no wrong, but like like the Ridley goat Scott, is back kind of he people. He made one of my favorite films ever in Alien, but I he's made some good ones in there. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, hmm. I'll go with. Ah, this hurts. Uh, seven. Starts with a seven. Seventy-one. Uh, Seventy-one. I'm definitely going lower than that. I'm going seventy. This is the thing. Is like I don't. I I can't tell what the critics are gonna do on yeah. this one. I don't think they're gonna love it though. I I heard a lot of not love, but I again. Okay. I think this no. is gonna be a sixties. I yeah, I should have guessed lower. lower. It is sixty four. Okay, yeah. Um that is I think it's a more accurate score. I was just I, I was yeah. expecting maybe a few more people to be like more generous to Napoleon. Um so seeing as you have guessed closer and you, yeah. you did have it more accurately in your head as well. Uh, you do get to tell us what you thought of Napoleon first uh, in our non-spoiler review section. What do yes. you think? Yes, so 
Uh, if listeners remember back, they might remember during our Priscilla episode, I made a point about boredom and how it's not necessarily a bad thing in film. Mm. And I thought that in that movie, there was actually like a lot of intentionality There's and there was like a really... St- there was a strong tone, and I, I really liked it. I kind of liked that it made your mind wander a little bit. Uh, I thought Napoleon was boring, and not in that way. I think that this mm. was just kind of a boring movie. And I think that it was boring. boring because it felt like there was not much consequence to the things that were happening. Uh, I felt like we didn't get a lot of context for things. I felt like it didn't really seem to know exactly what it wanted to say. There's... A, th- a thing that appears at the end that I'm going to talk about where I was like, is yeah. that the point of this? That was the I, point? I uh, found that very odd. Yeah, there are things, there are other things throughout. I think that there are some points being made about, like, this incredibly covetous man. I actually think that it's trying to make a linkage between, like, kind of a, a phallocentric dominance ideology of dominance of the world and dominance of women. I do actually, I think it's trying to make that point a little bit as well. You think? I don't. Do you think that's in there? Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know. I know it's not, like, <laughs> subtle. But I just mean, like, yeah. it's not... It Like, I mean, it kind of drops that, too. <laughs> like, is mm. like it, I just think it's, like... You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Uh, I think it's making that. And, uh, I don't know. I think I was enjoying this movie a lot more during the first half than I was the second. Uh, I liked this movie more when it was silly and funny. Like, I was actually laughing really hard at this movie like pretty consistently for like the first hour and a half or so uh and then it kind of stopped uh trying to be as funny uh and i didn't (laughs) i didn't enjoy it anymore after that uh i am going also going to touch on the historical accuracy part uh in our review uh but it's i might not be saying exactly what you think but i do think uh i think it's worth bringing up um I think there's some fun, well-directed scenes, like, in terms of, like, I think, like, camera direction is generally pretty good. I think, like, I I think I've heard some people not liking Joaquin Phoenix a lot. I think he's fine in this movie. I don't really have a problem with his performance. I think Vanessa Kirby's quite good. Uh, yeah, I think that there's some beautiful shots. There's some absolutely gorgeous shots in this movie. Uh, there's some weird CGI in this movie. Those are my thoughts altogether. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this three stars. Um, I will not necessarily recommend this for people. Yeah, I think we're we're pretty much in the same boat today. Um, I did watch this and just kind of realize that I didn't have a lot of strong opinions on this, and I think that just kind of speaks to the quality of the movie overall. <coughs> it's he's not really trying anything. I would say Ridley Scott. I feel like it is um, the best way. I was I was thinking of it is like it's a it's a pretty like. Uh, I'm trying not to use the word faithful because it's not necessarily a faithful adaptation, but it is a straightforward adaptation. It is like, this is what happened, and I'm not really going to do anything fancy. I felt that Ridley Scott's aspirations in this film were the battles, and I think that speaks, like that's pretty, like it shows that that's kind of where his interest lies because I feel like the movie kind of like, peaks at some of the action scenes and is like um it seems like 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 we spend a lot of time with those scenes we're building up to those scenes and i feel like he's having a lot of fun with those scenes and the stuff in the middle is just kind of like bridging between like one action scene and the next um your your uh your mileage may vary on whether those scenes are good uh but like i think that that seems to be what he was most interested in. 
the uh, Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon. I feel like he's not given a lot to do with the character. I do feel like he is doing a bit of... I might get into this more later, but like I feel like he's been stuck doing the same character for the past couple mm-hmm. of movies. So this is he is still Bo in this. He is still Joker in this. Just like an impotent guy, and I kind of just sure. want him to do something different. And so I was quite disappointed that this is just like more of the same he's been doing. Um, it's also like I found this movie doesn't really ask any bigger questions of anything. It's yeah. not like. It's not trying to make a, a statement or... Usually movies are better if they're asking a question than making a statement, but I don't think it's doing either. Um, it's not really, like, examining any aspect of Napoleon. I feel, I do feel like he's decided what is up with this character, but it's not It's not really, like, a nuanced kind of, like, um, showing different aspects of a thing or, or whatever. It'd be kind of vague, but um, it is, it is like... Um, like you said, his his this life is being viewed through his conquest of Europe and his relationship with Josephine, and that is how the movie is framed in like the official like summaries from Sony or like the one on IMDb, and like I think it's sort of accurate to like what the movie does, but I don't I don't think the movie has anything interesting to say about his relationship with Josephine. I do think it is just quite literal. Um, yeah. And yeah, I did find this boring. I was quite bored uh, at certain bits, uh, but luckily some of the dialogue is unintentionally very funny, and there are funny. See, that's where we might disagree. Like, I actually think this is. You I think, think this is intentionally hilarious mm. for a while. There's too much where it's like, yeah, like like you There's wouldn't no have way. done it. You well, wouldn't maybe. have done it this way if he wasn't supposed to be funny. Oh, oh yes. There's okay. There's the one thing where he's being quite silly. I think that no, is... No, there, there, I know what you're talking about. That was really yeah. funny. But there are other things, too, where it's like, that's definitely... You're supposed to... Maybe. I think I think this movie is straight up played as a pretty straight comedy for, like, the first hour, hour and a half. And then Which it's, is, like, not after. Yeah. Either way, intentional or not, what a strange yeah. choice, I'd say. Personally, I, like, I was like... I like, would have really liked that. <laughs> I think that would be really fun. A straight comedy might have been better. Um, but anyways, so that's... Uh, oh, would I recommend it in... Um, no, I don't think I would tell people to go seek out Napoleon. Um, Napoleon. And uh, star rating, I, I I vibe with a three. It's just kind of like fine. That's yeah. the thing is like I didn't even like hate it that much. I just didn't enjoy myself. So a, a three or maybe a two and a half, but it's just like you know it's fine. It's a fine yeah. movie. Uh, but seeing as I did lose the uh, Predator Critic game, I do have to get uh, not guess. I have to summarize this. Two and a half hour behemoth. Yes. Um, in two minutes. So, uh, Aiden, yes. would you do the honors? Oh, pew, 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 wee, woo, wee, woo. I've decided to be vague when I ask yeah. you to do that. Yeah. It's, it's a Well, because the thing, thing is, I always, I have it in my head what I'm going to do, and then your phrasing makes me think there's something else weird. I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can... Like, how many different versions of that I can <laughs> where I ask you to do something without saying it. Um, okay, so I've got the timer in front of me. Uh, three, two, one, here I go. So it's Napoleon's life, basically. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll summarize more. So Marie <laughs> Antoinette uh, dies. She is killed at the guillotine. She gets um, Napoleon is a commander or something, and he takes over 
a British fort in Toulon, not Toulon, Manitoba, Toulon, somewhere else. Um, yes. There is a guy who has been making all the royals get lose their head uh, and during the Reign of Terror, and they kill him. Uh, and then some people are like, let's do a coup. Uh, and so they do. They do the coup. Um, and Napoleon becomes emperor of France somehow. He meets before this a girl, uh, a girl, a woman named Josephine. She is the widow of a aristocrat, so the people who were getting killed uh, during the Reign of Terror. Uh, she is a kid. Forget about the kid. <laughs> Don't know his name. Uh, and they kind of like do a, a courtship thing, and then they just like start like raw dogging. They're like they're going at it. Um, and they're married as well at one point. Uh, he is emperor, and then he's like, what if I conquered Europe? And so he goes to Austerlitz, and he fucks the shit up of both Russia and um, Austria, and he, they're on a lake. Surprise! He tricks them, and they go on the lake, and then he blows up the lake, and they drown. <laughs> and he invades Russia, and, they, and when he gets to Moscow, everyone has left, and the Russians burn down Moscow so that he can't have it. They're very petty. Um, and then he is exiled because he wasted so much uh, French resources and army people. And so he's ex, uh, exiled to Elba. Then he comes back and he does another coup and he takes over and he does Waterloo, which, as we know from the ABBA song, does not go well. And then he's exiled again. Oh, and Josephine dies. The end. Yeah, yeah the Anything insert... No, I think you're fine. I think the insert of the Waterloo thing is really funny because it's clearly like, that's all it's happening. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the battle. Yeah, that was a funny one. It's, yeah, also funny, but Waterloo is like not the best battle in this movie. No. I mean, it's also, it's the one where like he famously loses, so. Right. That's also, it's also the one with uh, some. Uh, bizarre CGI. Both me and my brother picked up on this. I don't know if you noticed. There's sometimes where it's like a wide shot of like a marching army, and it's like mm-hmm. very clear that like one of the battalions to the side is like copy pasted from like one of the <laughs> other battalions. And they're like, do you know like in Lord of the Rings when like the sometimes the compositing isn't perfect and they kind of look like they're floating on the thing they're running across? Like you know what I mean? I don't remember Lord of the Rings that well, but I know I know what you're talking about in this. Movie. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's a bit of that where it's like, oh, that's just like like a floating army. They're not, they're <laughs> not really there. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know. Like, it wasn't wasn't that bad. And I didn't see this, but my brother pointed it out. He said that uh, during like the decapitation of Marie Antoinette, some of like the background like characters, like the mob, are just straight up like PS2 faces. <laughs> and I didn't see that, but apparently. That's, that's, I'm, I'm that's awesome. curious to see that again. Yeah. That's very much what the actors' strike were. They were doing. They're trying to <laughs> fight the PS2 takeover. Um, I did notice in Waterloo, some of the, like when they when they form the squares. Yeah. The British. I was like, those guys are moving too fast. I yeah. was like, they're they're quite obviously CGI guys going like Whoop, trying to do the the square pattern. Uh, but and I do have a question for you. What is your favorite part? Yeah, I think my favorite part is definitely near the beginning. I really, really like the scene. I don't even remember what he's doing, but it's when he's, like, starting to kind of amass some power, and he's, uh... Oh, it's when they're ousting some of, like, the... They're doing the coup. 
they're doing the coup it's like during this kind of sequence Mm -hmm. and i forget where they are but like uh basically like the the scene starts with his brother kind of talking to the people like ah like we're gonna do this they're they're announcing that they're forming the the tri-council sort of thing yeah uh, and then he comes out and the mob gets kind of mad at him and then he like runs and he falls down the stairs and then he comes out the door. Uh, and I just think like it's this scene to me is emblematic of like when this movie's at its strongest, which is when like to me like this scene is clearly just a, a comedic scene. And, like, I think, yeah. like, in directing, I think in acting, I think in writing, like, the shot where he, like, run, falls down the stairs, and it's, like, this continuous mm-hmm. freehand shot, yeah. and he, like, gets up, and he's, like, oh, <laughs> and he comes out the door, and then he has, there's actually, like, a hilarious line where, that part, uh, yes. where he says, he's outside, and his brother says something like, we're doing it for France, and then he's, like, save me, save me, like, Napoleon yells something like that, um, and, yeah, I just mean, like, I was actually enjoyed this movie for the first half, and it was because of scenes like this where I feel like the perspective was very much like, oh, this guy's a loser. Like, this guy's actually just kind of mm. like a dork loser. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like the social network. <laughs> where I'm just, I'm just seeing, like, this, like, loser rise to power. <laughs> um, you heard it here fu- first. <laughs> Napoleon is like the social network. Uh, and I think, like, it just clearly, it clearly has some distance from him. Like, it's clearly making fun of him mm. for most of the movie. And I think it actually achieves this, like, really enjoyable tone for a good chunk. And I think this scene is, like, it at his best. There's a really, I, I think, when he comes back in, there's a great shot when all of the, like, soldiers, yeah. like, arm their guns again. Uh, and then he's like, oh, shall we put it to a vote? And, like, they, he's, he's, like, stormed back in. Uh, and I, I think his, like... I like that he uh, his line delivery is really good at that moment too. Like he's like out of breath and he's, but like there's like some confidence and like and sassiness to it. Uh, yeah, I just like it's just a really the use of freehand versus not freehand in this scene. It's just like a well made mm-hmm. scene, and I just wish the whole movie was kind of like this. It's it's very interesting because I I think I knew from the start like this was gonna be like a self serious movie where Napoleon is like. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, he was this very serious, like, like a loser, yeah, yeah but, like, like he was, like, a serious guy, and yeah. these are the but serious what... battles he was in, and then it just suddenly has these, like, scenes that could come out of, like, a completely different movie, and I think you're right, that is the better movie, is when yeah. you turn, you realize, like, or you recognize that he is this, like, impotent loser character, and just, like, make him the butt of the joke. Yeah. I think that that is a real, like, like a fun and, idea. And it's really funny to see, like, this guy, like, still made it to, uh, like, made it to mm-hmm. the highest the highest order. And I think, like, there's actually an interesting point in there somewhere about, like, like, it's almost the, like, like, it's the almost wor- like, like real life where, like, like the, yeah, like, like the their society actually people... rewards this behavior. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just all he needed was to be, like, incredibly covetous and cruel. And, like, that was enough. But I think, yeah, I just think, um, I think his self-seriousness is, like, the root of the comedy for the first half of the movie, and I, I then I think it loses that after. Yeah, and also, you you didn't mention this bit, but when he's, like, when they've escaped the people just kind of, like, beating them up. <laughs> That's so funny. So they've escaped the people beating them up. The brother is, like, what does he say? He's, like, um, uh, like, oh, this is really important, guys. We need to, like, like he's trying to hype up the soldiers outside to yeah. like 
beat the other guys up, beat the guys who are beating them up, up. Um, and he's like, you know how serious I am? Um, and, and he like literally like in the movie, he goes like, uh, and like clearly like does thinking face. And then he's yeah. like, I'll kill my brother. And then, and Joaquin Phoenix yeah. Napoleon is like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what are you doing? And like almost should have had like an aside moment where he's like, brother, what are you doing? It's like, just yeah. go along with it. Just follow my feet. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. it's that, that's the it tone that of it. They, yeah. Yeah. they don't say that. But there is, like, all in the acting. And there's, and, like, and a shrug where the brother's, like... shrugs! Yeah, yeah, The brother's, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what yeah, I'm doing. Just yeah. go along with it. And yeah. I was just, like, yeah, during that moment, and there's some other moments, very funny. Like, actually yeah. pretty funny. And, and I... You see... You think it's intentional... I think it's it absolutely... You can't with, look like, at the that way scene. you're doing like, that. Especially, yeah. like, the way you're describing it, too. Like... You, you wouldn't do like that shrug if it's not at least on some right. level supposed yeah. to be funny and i think like i think that's true like almost right from the beginning of this movie i think like even when when he's sitting down and he's like first is courting josephine and they sit down in the courtyard and she's like literally laughing at him because what he's doing is absurd yes he's yes, just like because he's just like sitting there and like staring at her just like 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 completely like <laughs> and it's like like she's like she's laughing at this guy and i think like that's that's like the funniest thing it is it's funny like the movie's about like a guy with like a napoleon complex who actually isn't that short and that's i mean that's actually yeah. that's that is historically accurate from what i understand that it was it was british propaganda that he was super super short that actually wasn't true they do um, a but, sh- one short joke later, or like the fact yeah. that he is short, he has to use an apple box. But yeah, um, that is funny. Just yeah. responding to that scene you mentioned, though, I forgot about that scene. Um, they they're like sitting at like like a coffee shop or something. <laughs> it felt very modern, which was funny. And they're just like sitting at a table doing kind of nothing. He's he's staring at her. I mean, yeah. I can't remember if he moves or if he moves her, but he's like sit closer. He moves. He like he, pushes he moves the table the awkwardly, table and then brings her chair close to him. And it's yeah, like, he like drags her over and sit closer to me. Yeah, he's, he's just a goof. Um, I'll say in the same kind of line of, of thought, one of my favorite scenes is when um, he decides that he is Pac Man, and he's just gonna go. I was I was like dying. I thought that was that so funny. Me. And then what he does it, and then he does it again the next scene. He does it more than that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so I'll, I'll describe for those who haven't seen yeah. it. Basically, he's got like this weird thing with his wife, where he's he wants to have a kid, and there's they're having trouble with that, and he's just like a sex fiend for like a good ten minutes of the movie, uh, and and to display his hoardiness, he he just starts going. <laughs> very funny very funny stuff yeah and the scene is like she's like with her like handmaidens and like in her room and he just walks in and starts oh, doing that... that and doesn't doesn't say a word and then like they just leave and he becomes he starts being like a horse like on purpose yeah. he starts like <laughs> kicking his his foot yeah. like in the in the horse kind of way um yeah. That's great. I was thinking the one I had in mind was the breakfast one, where there's like, like his yeah, guards well, are like yeah. his that's guards the that's are right in after, the room, yeah. his guards are in the room and they're sitting at this long ass. Yeah. 
like miles away from each other and he's going and he like crawls under the table like a little kid that's you're right that is the best part of the movie and like you can't tell me that's not meant to be funny like you you just wouldn't do that um it's making me think a, a good wreck i would have for something like that is um what do they call it something about stalin is it the 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 oh the death of stalin death of stalin have you heard of this movie? I have heard of it, yeah. That's that's a good movie that's like, it's a historical film, but it's treating the events with, as, as like a comedy. Um, so I would say that that does kind of what Napoleon's doing quite well. Um, yeah, also like, we I, was th- I was thinking about yep. like The Favorite, if people have seen The Favorite, it was kind of like yes. that, it was like the absurdity was of the elite bourgeois, like... I guess they're not bourgeois, the aristocrats and whatever monarchs. Yeah. Um, Your, like Yorgos does it, that well generally. That yeah, and the, the favorite is much better. That's a much better movie. But just like the absurdity of these characters, they're almost always portrayed as very childish, and I, I mm-hmm. think like that's that's always fun to see is like these very elite characters being very childish. I haven't seen it, but I met. I think Barry Lyndon is kind of like this too. I haven't, but I haven't, I haven't seen, seen that it movie. either. I yeah. we both need to see that movie. That's that is a movie I need movie. to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last bit I'll talk about for just being funny, um, funny moments at least. When he's in Egypt, um, he uncovers a sarcophagus, yeah. and it's a moment that like I could see playing in a very different direction. Yeah. If, if he had something to say about Napoleon, Ridley Scott, that is. If he had something yeah. to say about Napoleon, like I don't know, like destiny like the feeling of destiny or the feeling of like yeah. wanting to be remembered in history like it i feel like maybe i think that's there's a the bit of text of the scene there's a anyway. there's a bit of that throughout the movie yes and like i think that's when he has his kid like they're like that's part of that plot yeah. line is like he wants to perpetually dominate everything like i think that that's yeah, yeah. and he, he yeah he's he doesn't want to like he wants to be remembered he wants to be important so he finds a sarcophagus of a of an egyptian king and he has to step onto a box to look it in the eye because it is much taller than him. That's yeah. funny. Um, and then he's just like staring at it for a bit, and just like doesn't doesn't really do anything. And then yeah. he like he like touches it and it falls over. And he's like, oh. And then just kind of keeps. And it staring cuts to a reaction holds, shot of his soldiers sword. going like like side eyeing each other. <laughs> like, like that's what I mean where it's like it's clearly yeah. it's constructed as a comedy like, yeah. like for sure <laughs> they're like look at this weirdo he's touching yeah. dead people now because yeah. he's, he's he's so self-important and that's that you're yeah. right that is like the comedy of it um it's also very funny dialogue yeah. a lot of this movie um again more in the first <laughs> half my like yeah. my favorite piece of dialogue is destiny brought me this lamb chop uh <laughs> that is that is great that's that's there's also another one where he's talking to a, a british like officer or something or it's maybe a monarch or whatever and he's mad and he's just like just because you have boats doesn't make you special or something <laughs> and he walks away you think you're so great because you have boats <laughs> yeah it's that's yeah. those are the two highlights for sure um yeah. there's oh there was one other one i had written down uh he says i think it's when he's talking to josephine at one point he's like I'm not built like other men. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, that's what we say. Being yeah, built, different. built different. Napoleon <laughs> built different. So I, 
I don't know what was going on there. They're cooking something. They're cooking up two different like, movies in here. If the, but I just wish the movie was that, because then we'll get yeah. into it. I guess we can get into that now. When it's it. not that, it is just without direction, without focus. Like you said, I don't think it's saying anything. Like it's just like yeah. it's. I again, I think it's making a vague point about domination and uh, continuing his bloodline and how that relates to like his domination of women. I think it's also trying to like. I think it's trying to portray his relationship with Josephine as something that's a bit more complex. Like, I, I do think on yeah. some level it's trying to say that he, like, loves her a lot. Like, I don't think, like, he, you know, the movie literally ends with him saying, like, his last word was Josephine. Like, and mm-hmm. I think, like, there's something interesting in there potentially. I actually did think it was interesting, the scene where he, like, he finds out that Josephine has been having an affair. He comes home. And he like scolds her and he like like really belittles her and he's like, You say it, say it, um say it, you're nothing without me. And then the next mm-hmm. scene is Josephine like flipping oh my the script on yeah. him. And then they kind of in in the next scene, they kinda of, like come to an agreement. And so like in some points their relationship was really interesting and like the power the power dynamic of it there, and I actually I like that it wasn't completely one sided. Like while obviously Napoleon has this like institutional societal power over her, like it's not in their relationship like she genuinely like she's like a part of him that can't be extracted and i think like Mm -hmm. it is really interesting that like he starts in the movie he starts to lose really hard as soon as he like loses her and as soon as she's like out of there like that's when he starts to really go downhill uh so again i think there's something interesting in there i just don't know if it's ever fleshed to anything i could really dig into what's funny about that is that ridley scott has been talking about how there's a four-hour cut of this movie and in that one, reportedly, that is like the Josephine cut. Most of what mm. got cut for the theatrical version is Vanessa Kirby's like scenes as Josephine. Um, I do agree that like that is clearly the more interesting part of the movie, or maybe not more interesting, but like like the part where there is some like intrigue, I guess, to it. Yeah, there's more like focus the, on that. Like there's just the, yeah, yeah, the battles are very like literal. And it seems like that's where he's having fun, but kind of like the the more interesting character stuff, obviously, is is taking place in those scenes. Um, uh, yeah, maybe it's better in the longer cut where her scenes are are in the movie. Um, but I did find like I don't know actually like compared to compared to some of the other biopics from this year, I think Josephine has more to do than say kitty oppenheimer i think yeah, this is true. a yeah. this is a a less less of a what we would call it like a thankless role than kitty oppenheimer in sure. oppenheimer um, i do agree with that yeah that being said like it is she is in this movie vanessa kirby is very much just like the cheating wife kind of like that's a lot of what she is the cheating wife who can't have a kid and so it's a lot of like sex stuff with her um, which is like maybe it's fine. Like that's yeah. I don't. I don't really have like a. I don't really have like a moral. I actually think like her portrayal I'm, is interesting. I think she's like an interesting character. Actually, I think that she. Yeah. I think she clearly has a lot of interiority and uh, like does a lot of different things. And I think that I think Vanessa Kirby is very good as well. And I think that. Yeah. Yes, I. I don't think it's. I don't know if I have a moral thing against it. I just do think that. That's all she is doing in this movie, and. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's again like this movie is very like 
this is like it's a it's a literal adaptation and not quite a lot of other stuff. I don't know where I'm sure. going with this. Um, sure. No, I think there is a lot of just like, just like they'll just start fucking on yeah. screen. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, what else can we say? Hmm. Well, let's talk about the the battle scenes then. So, sure. I do think like it the the movie just kind of like activates during the battle scenes. It's like the the scope and the scale kind of become very evident um clearly like a lot of work would have had to go into the some of those scenes um lots of like extras horses uh i i think the scenes are i don't know i don't know about tense but like they're kind of like entertaining to watch most of the time i think they're well directed and well edited but I will yeah. say, just, like, from a narrative standpoint, I did kind of just... They kind of glazed over me a little bit, and I think, it, like, they didn't feel... I, I think, like, what you were saying, like, it felt like the movie was just trying to get to them, and I didn't feel like there was much mm-hmm. build-up or fall-off to any of... To really any event that happened in this movie. Um, but, like, for example, like, when he, like, ambushes the one army on the ice. Like, I think that's a well that's a well-made sequence. Like, I like it. I think it's quite well done. But I just, like... I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, like, sure, I guess that like that can happen. I, I think what we're getting at is, like, like there's no stakes here. We yeah. just, we all know what happens to Napoleon, so, and and we know that he wins a lot, too, so it's like, and, and I feel like there's there's kind of, like, the, the knowledge we come into the theater with, but also I feel like the movie knows, too. Like, I don't think there's yeah. ever a point, yeah. like, the way the battles are depicted it's kind of a knowing like yeah don't worry about this he's it's gonna be fine like it that is true there's not there's not like a they don't build suspense about like will this go well is something gonna go wrong it's it's again it's straightforward um so like i keep thinking about austerlitz is um because that's a battle he wins i feel like the way it's portrayed we we know from the beginning throughout the whole thing He's going to win this one. There's not any moment of like, oh no, like, oh, is something going to go wrong? Um, and yeah, I feel like, I feel like the stakes just aren't that much for him because as it also, like just as a general, he's not in, he's not in the thick of it until, you know, maybe he rides his horse into it and decides to be part of it. But he's, he's not at risk at any point sure. while doing this. Maybe like risk of his ego, but like, the outcome of the battle is is written and i yeah it's just that's that's kind of what the glazing over for me was is just like i know this is going to go fine he's going to be fine there's no one else i care about in the scene it's just like what so what's the point you yeah. know why am and i seeing this i actually think there's i think you're right and i think but i think there's a version of that that could be played well with like historical awareness of like everyone knows like he's going to win for a good chunk of this movie and then he's gonna start losing right like every like everyone knows on some level that's what this is gonna be and i think there's a way to play that play these scenes like oh and just like look at how he trapped them like look at how you know and like it showcases like his skills like as a character like he you know yeah. what i mean like he his strategic prowess or whatever i think my problem the reason why it doesn't work why this portrayal of it doesn't work is because it doesn't feel like there's any like mounting 
antagonistic force against him throughout the movie and i feel like there has to be but it doesn't feel like people are like slowly turning on him it doesn't feel like there's Mm -hmm. much like fallout to anything um it just feels like suddenly people are like we should have killed this fucking rat all all that time ago like as soon as he starts losing and i think it should have just been slowly building like for example when he becomes emperor and declares himself a monarch i was like oh okay how are the french people gonna react to that and like i don't i'm not a historian i don't know i what i understand is there was a lot of reverence for napoleon is that like they loved him and so like that actually that would be interesting to see what that reaction was and to see like because the whole point he was part of a revolution that ousted monarchs so Mm -hmm. how do they feel about it when he declares himself a monarch and there's just no like there's no people there's no one that's like that's fucked up there's like a few scenes here and there with like an austrian uh officer or whatever where he's like napoleon sucks but there's not like there isn't this feeling of like mounting forces against like the weapon against him is forming it just feels like he's winning and then he's losing I completely agree. Um, it's it's weird that like he, the best uh, connection I have is like he doesn't have like an Aaron Burr, and it's it's funny how it's all kind of like like this this feeling of of the antagonistic force is just like there when it when it needs to be. It's it's brought yeah. up when it needs to be, and it isn't a consistent growing thing. Again, it's that feeling of like. It's the difference between, like, a, a, a foreboding dread, building suspense, building tension, and a literal adaptation. Because in a literal adaptation of, like, a Wikipedia article, those forces don't exist until they interact, right. until they intersect with his life. And it's, yeah, so, like, like for example, there's the stuff with um the, the Tsar of the, how do you say that word, the... Tar, the czar, the czar. Thank you. It's the yeah. Z. The czar, the czar of Russia. There's like like three different times he flips his position on Napoleon, yeah. and it's yeah. just delivered like offhand as dialogue. And I'm like, wait, he's he's flipped again. So he was against Napoleon, and then Napoleon's friends with him, and then off screen we're enemies again. And in the span of like 20 minutes, and and there's no building of that. There's no cause of that. I don't even know why he keeps yeah. flip flopping. I also just know, I think this is what happened, but I think this is the war that I have in my head where, like, everyone was like, man, this guy sucks. We got to, like, team up. It was, like, one of the first global, like, European team-up movies. It was, like, the Avengers (laughs) of Europe had to form against the Loki Napoleon. And we just, like, don't get to see any of that. We It's just all kind of relegated to, like, off-screen. And then all of a sudden... Like at the very end of the movie, we do see it, and it's there's like England this and council. Russia and Russia and yeah, there's like this council, just, and they yeah. got all the flags, and I'm like, oh, where yeah. were you guys? Yeah, you yeah. guys were just like fucking around. I have no yeah. idea. Um, so yeah, no, I definitely felt that way. Um, and this is, this is a point that I can kind of segue into is that there was some discourse uh, surrounding this movie regarding historical accuracy uh, sure. going into it, and I had said earlier on a different podcast that like, okay, so. There's this point being made where I saw so I saw some people saying like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like no one is going to treat this like it's a like it's a history textbook of what happened. And I think that is an intentionally naive thing to say. I think you know mm. that anyone saying that knows that that is incorrect. That people absolutely will look at this movie and be like, that's what happened. Now to right. be clear, 
I'm not saying the movie's doing like a super immoral thing by saying he shot at the pyramids when he didn't. Like that's not true. Uh, but I just think I actually think story-wise, in general, more historical detail would have made this movie better. And I think there's a version of this movie that is potentially like that is there's there's a way to do this movie that isn't historically accurate but is still super fun and engaging. But with the movie they have, I actually think like digging into like why these things were happening and like what like what are the what was the fallout of this what happened after this instead of just kind of like telling me like these big events like looking at kind of a different perspective of what happened and getting into again just more specific details i think that would give this more focus i think it would flesh out its themes i think it would actually just make this movie stronger if it had a little bit more research put into it it's the thing i always say where it's like i think like it's a movie that like movies are better when you put research into them and that research doesn't necessarily have to be like you can exaggerate and you can embellish and you can dramatize and whatever like i'm not saying they have to make it a textbook but like i just i actually think it's interesting that that was like the discourse around this when i think after seeing the movie it clearly would have been better with a bit more detail yeah um really scott yeah some of the stuff he's been saying it sounds like um there was one quote that I found kind of interesting is that, like, he just, like, he didn't care, but also because, like, that's not his job. It's, yeah. it, like, a little bit, but... And on, on he... some level, like, that's true. Like, I don't even completely yeah. disagree with that statement. That's... Because, yeah. like, he was he was saying, like, that's the scriptwriter's job. Ridley Scott's one of those directors that I don't think... Has he written any of his movies? I, I don't know if that's a true know. statement, but I don't know. he is he's a, a director through and through. Most of his movies, at the very least, are written by somebody else, uh, and this is this is one of those as well. Uh, and he was just kind of like, look, that's the writer's job. Uh, I'll just do whatever the fuck I want. Um, I, but I do agree, like specificity usually does generally make things better. Um, I I'm still thinking about some of the battles. Um, I, I, I thought about why um, why it feels like 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 inevitable I guess like why the outcome mm-hmm. doesn't quite feel um, surprising and why I did just kind of get bored I think it's the I think it's two things I think the cinematography is chooses an omniscient perspective we lots of sweeping aerial shots um, just kind of like sh- like as if from the the perspective of like like yeah god or like whatever like, like a narrator like people looking back on it from history that's what it feels like exactly yeah. yes instead yeah. of if it was all from napoleon's ground level perspective that feels like anything could happen i don't know what's gonna happen if we stuck actually stuck more with napoleon a lot of the Austerlitz scene especially is not from napoleon's perspective it is there's very little napoleon in that scene so yeah. i think i think that's a big aspect and then another thing I, I, I think is the editing. Again, how editing and, and like, like specifically the rhythm, I do feel like if, if everything has kind of like the same um, length, if every, every shot has the same length, it does kind of feel like we're just like a slideshow almost. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like if every, everything kind of has the same level of importance because um, it's... It's not. It doesn't build to anything. It's not like we're not. Again, like I said, the the words like tension and suspense just aren't part of the vocabulary of those battle scenes. 
it is just like and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened because yeah. and and so it creates a sense of like i don't need to worry about this because the movie is literally telling me don't worry about this it's gonna go fine yeah um and i will say like i, I think you're right and but i also do think like there's a version of there's a way to play it the way they've played it that is done well like i actually like i think it's fine to portray it from like an omniscient perspective and i think that there actually would there's a way to link that thematically that would have been really interesting like if we take the perspective as people looking back on this if like from a historical perspective i think like considering how much uh, like how many myths there were around Napoleon, how much propaganda there was, how much like how much whatever like you know there's the idea that like he blew the nose off the Sphinx, not true. Like there are drawings of the Sphinx with the nose yeah. removed, sixty years before he re- re- uh, arrived. They didn't Egypt. do that. Like, we learned. They didn't do they that. Do no, that but but my point being like it actually would be interesting to portray like to make a point about like history in general and like what do we know about this guy how do we know about these things and what does that make us think about them and i almost think like there's a line towards the end that made me think oh was it trying to do that i don't think it was but it made me think like oh that's a direction this movie could have gone and that's when he talks later about he's talking to these girls in his garden when he's exiled and he asked them like who burned down moscow and they're like well the russians burned down moscow they did it themselves and he was like no i did and then they're like, no, mm. it's common knowledge. But like, playing with playing with that idea of like history being something that's contested, like might mm. be a really interesting thing. And within that context, portraying all these battle scenes from this kind of omniscient historical perspective might be very interesting. Um, but I think it's an example of this movie like maybe like dipping its toes into a certain idea, but being very afraid to jump in. I think I think you've pointed out another great scene where he's being kind of like a goof based on it's not played particularly comedically i'd say but i i think that scene does kind of like have a comedic premise to it and definitely could have been played differently in a in a more comedic way um that plays off of his like um i forget what the word is now but like like a comedic character has like um it's it's like a fatal flaw, but make it comedy. I don't remember what we called oh, okay. it, like because I did a the comedy class, and well, um, it's it's Hamarsha in tragedy, but I don't know. If it's it's his it's his funny Hamarsha. It's his funny okay. bone. We'll <laughs> yeah. call it. So sure. his funny bone is that like he he is just so he's got his Napoleon complex. He's like got to be more important than he is, and so like like that's inherently. It's it's the incongruity of like what he thinks he is versus what yeah. he actually is. That is the funny bone thing, uh, yeah. whatever it's called, um, and and so yeah. So that scene should be funny, uh, and and definitely could have been. And uh, I think you're right. That is it's an interesting idea that I don't think they do. Um, I think what the battle scenes do take pleasure in is like the gore aspect of it. I do think yeah. he's really trying to show that brutality. There's lots yeah. of scenes where a lot of scenes with cannons and what cannons will do to the human and horse body. Um, I was like, man, that's gross. Uh, But like, you know, you do you, that's kind of my take on that. I don't don't morally object to that. I just, I find it gross, but I think he wants you to think that. 
I think he wants you to think it's gross, but I also think I think this is another example of the movie's trying to make a point, but just because of the way things are set up, it's not yeah. there's not much of a point. Like, so I again like the thing I alluded to earlier. This movie ends with like an end card that shows yeah. all the people that died in the wars that Napoleon fought, and it totals like three million or something, like three million people. And I remember thinking like was that the point of this like you're trying to tell me like oh look at the brutality of this and i think that that's somewhat present but i think that like in these very gory battle scenes like they just happen and not in a way that feels like not in a casual way that like maybe saving private ryan does where violence casually happens but it's horrifying and you're like oh my god war is terrible this movie Mm -hmm. just kind of feels like yep we're (laughs) we're blowing some arms off for sure uh, and I think that that's a bit of editing. I think that that's a, I think it's the narrative as well. Like it's the perspective. It's that like, I, I, again, like a bit of that grounded perspective might be better there. Um, and I do think like it's trying to make a point about like, like how, like the decline of humanity during like politically unwell times like and like the idea especially in the beginning when it's like we're revolting now we're revolting here and we're revolting this and like this idea like in just like kind of like the numbers don't matter like the idea that like the the cost of life was never considered like there's something i think there's there's something there that i think it's trying to do because i think there's too much of it for it to not be a point but i don't think it's ever really saying anything about this and to the point where it's very it's just straight up surprising when that end card yeah. comes up because it's like i feel like that's not what we've been spending time with for a while more than that like you're saying like you don't think that's that was a point that was very clear i would actually say this is i feel my feeling about napoleon is that this movie is actually saying war is awesome up until the title card it did feel like like the brutality and the gory is kind of like like yes it is like you that's gross but i feel like he's reveling in it I feel like he's having a lot of fun with the battle scenes and like like kind of like how people enjoy doing the reenactments, the war reenactments. That was the sure. vibe I was getting. Like this is so awesome. This is so fun. Yeah. Oh, it's going poorly for Napoleon now Which, or like, you know, I actually like, think I think the battles are far enough in the past that that's okay. But you can't do that and then say like yeah, this is no, like, I'm, like, and then try I'm, to make the point about like how many people die. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I was, yeah, the title card. I was like, oh, we're getting some classic biopic title cards. What is it gonna say? Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. what you're gonna talk about. Yeah, that was. I found that very surprising as well because yeah. I never felt there was like a moral stance up yeah. until that point. Is what I'm saying. Like, I don't care if no, I agree. If you're yeah. like the I think war is awesome guy, like that's a weird take, but like go off i guess these kind of my thoughts on that but to to end that to end the movie on that note is like that is not at all what i was gonna (laughs) you would say or like the takeaway i was gonna i thought it was gonna be like i like like, it starts off with such a weird like lead into it as well it says like napoleon did 61 battles or whatever it is you know he did this many battles and i was like oh it's gonna say how many he won right like, that's yeah. the next line. He yeah. won 61, or, like, he did 61 battles. He won this many because he was so cool. Or, like, you know, or or maybe he didn't. Maybe he won a bu- he lost a bunch, and, like, sure. that's, like, a revelation for us. And then it's more about the, like, casualties and, like, the people, the lives that were lost. I was like, oh, that's, 
not what this movie was about. Um, yeah. What yeah. else uh, can we talk? I, about? I can talk on on the uh, on the. This is a short point I have, but on the topic of mm-hmm. like just text on screen. <laughs> There are a lot of, like, title cards that are shown in this movie when a character's introduced that are too quick, and I didn't know what the fuck they were mm. talking about, and I didn't and read them in time. And they're cursive! <laughs> and, like, and, I, and I don't, like, and it's just, even when I see them, like, it's I think it's almost impossible to keep track of who is who in this movie, no. like, because none of the characters feel very characterized other than, like, Napoleon and Josephine. And, like, and maybe they Alexander the Tsar. And they all look the same. They, they all look all the same. And they all talk the same. Yes. Depending on, well, depending on like, yeah. like, the country. Like, like people from France and England and Austria all talk generally the same. Some people from Russia talk like this. Some people don't. Like, yeah. I, again, I don't have a problem with them being like, ah, we're not doing accents. I don't mind that. But, like, you just have to differentiate these characters. They all dress the same. Like there's mm-hmm. sometimes there were sometimes where I'd see the Russian soldiers and they'd be like, oh, those are the Russian soldiers. Nice, I see that. But like, the like like English and French, for example, like oh, this is the same. These are the same guys. Yeah, on the accent thing, I do want to touch on that. I, I'm kind of torn. I do think if everyone did silly French accents, I would be like, this is very silly. Like if 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 Joaquin Phoenix had to do a French accent the whole movie, I don't know if that would be better than what we got i do think that um because i had the same problem with marie antoinette watching a movie where french people are american and sometimes british that's kind of like that's too much for my brain you like to have them be american is is very weird because usually if you're gonna do this the french people are at least british you know and then to have them be american is like whoa what you're not even European is kind of like throwing me off. And then also that they are both and interchangeable. And then sometimes the American French person is talking to the British French person and the British French person says, man, I hate those British fucks. They suck so bad. Can't wait. And I'm like, you're not them. But to to me, like that would be fine if they had the same accents, but just clearly were different. Like if in some other way they were differentiated. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, I'll have a point. Um, this is another biopic that decides to be everything. It decides to be basically his whole life. And generally I find those do not go well. Uh, we've had a lot of biopics this year that do better jobs of that. Uh, most recently Priscilla, decides I like a very specific time point and I think that was a good move for them I think yep. Oppenheimer although is like Oppenheimer is kind of sweeping as well and like quite a lot of his life but, but even that is like yeah so so focused yes about what yes. it is trying to be and trying to talk about whereas this I do feel is like let's recap the entirety of his Wikipedia synopsis and it's which is why it feels so bloated and long and just kind of like aimless, aimlessly wandering through his history. I don't know. How, how do you feel about... Th- oh, also, just one more thing on that. When he goes to exile, like, that should be, like, a really big thing. Yes. It was, like, a year... I think almost a year of his life. He's at 300 days or something. And literally, like, two minutes. Yes. Three shots. And it, so, like, when when the true stakes of the movie 
feels so meaningless. Yeah. It's it, we've lost the point, right? Yes. Like that's when one of the most important things to him personally is one of the least important parts of the movie. That's like yeah. that should be like a red flag that you're doing it wrong. And not only are his losses unimportant, like you said, I think his victories are relatively unimportant in this yeah. movie too. Like right after he's exiled, what happened in history is that he like marched through France at a masted army as people loved him so much that they joined his side. All we get mm-hmm. is a scene where like 50 guys are like, yeah, Napoleon. <laughs> and then later we cut yeah. to like, okay, so he's taken France again. What? <laughs> like I need to, like that is very important. Yeah. That is, that is like the idea that France loved Napoleon is not like that would be so interesting and that's so important to the story that's trying mm-hmm. to be told here and it's like we just but it just it feels like i think you said it like it's just okay so this happened and this happened and this happened so we're just like we're gonna get through okay so he was exiled we're gonna show him exiled okay and then he came back so we're gonna show him coming back uh and then yeah. he was back at the head of france so he's back at the head of france like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like there's much cause or consequence to anything it doesn't feel like there's much stake um yeah, I, I, I actually, I remember, I felt in the movie, like, I thought he was going to, like, dominate things more. I, like, never felt, yeah. I didn't really get a sense that he had, like, dominated the world. I was, like, I think an idea of, like, a montage of, like, the scope that he dominated, because I don't, like, I'm not a historian, I don't know how far he stretched, but my understanding of Napoleon was always that, like, he had conquered, like, a lot of stuff, and we don't mm. really get that impression in this movie. I just, and again, it's another case of, like, if you just like looked at historical details where I actually think this would have been more yeah. interesting. Yeah. And also just like characters are also, I, we kind of talked about this, but like characters are, are dropped and then brought up when they're important and they yeah. don't, they're not consistently in his life. So the one that I'm thinking about, like is his mom just yeah. kind of like wanders onto the scene at some point And we're supposed to be like, Oh, that's his mom. Doesn't seem like a big <laughs> Yeah, character. I forgot it was his mom. Like, I, was, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And then there's like the like pivotal scene where his mom is telling him to to fuck like an eighteen year old, yeah, so that he can have an heir. And it's like clear like he's got mommy issues because his mom is telling him what to do, and yeah. that feels very much like a like a bigger part of the movie maybe. Yes, like, and maybe in the beginning we want to explore movie, that. <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, like there's a point being made about like like he's talking about his mother and he's like yeah. my brother and I are destined for glory and we can't let you down mother and it's like all mm-hmm. like we're set up to believe it's all about her and that it's very quickly not as soon as the movie, we get into the movie. Yeah. Um just a weird just yeah. a weird movie. Uh I'm almost other- done. I have like I one, have else, like the only thing I have to say is there are some legitimately gorgeous shots in this movie that were like Renaissance sure, paintings yeah. that I just like, just like particularly when he's being his coronation, I was like, oh my God, like the mm, composition of some of those shots. I was like, wow, that is actually incredible. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I liked the quality of the lighting a lot of the time. I thought it was, it was pretty nice. Um, yeah, they're just like, especially I like the use of freehand versus not freehand. I kind of mentioned that a little bit. Uh, there's some really nice shots. Like there's one shot where like, I, I can't remember if it's during the scene I already mentioned or if it's a different thing, but we're like, we're kind of looking down a line of soldiers and they all like aim their guns in like a sequential order. So like 
paying mm-hmm. a lot of shots that pay close attention to like the order of things and uh, we're in this very like kind of uh aristocratic like governmental state world and so i think it's it's interesting to have the camera focus on that yeah like there are there are a lot of shots that i just thought were very nice um that's pretty much was, all i have to say about that fair enough there was um yeah. one shot at uh josephine's estate where she's like looking out at the pond yeah and there's like the swans and they're out of focus and you can see them like together and then one of them like like they separate they leave and it was like i was like oh that's like a really cinematic like i sometimes i hate that word but like it's it's what we would yeah. call like a cinematic shot like it's sure. it's evoca it's evocative of, of something and i was like it was one of the few moments where I was like, oh, this is like Oppenheimer. This is like <laughs> the Oppenheimer moment. Because like, I feel like that that movie does evocative images very, very well. That movie feels so um, grand and so meaningful all yeah. the time. Yeah. Just go yeah. watch Oppenheimer. Go watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> I, then, I, I hate to say this, but I feel like I do bring it up whenever I notice it. And it's that uh-huh. s- focus very soft in a lot of scenes mm. here. Sometimes, sometimes just straight up static shots where the character is completely out of focus. Well, not completely, but it's like their eye is very soft. And you can tell that it's like their ear that's actually in focus or something. Um, that happens a few times, particularly on Josephine. There, are, so it mm. happened enough specifically on Josephine. I was like, "Is this? A, are they doing a soft focus on Josephine on purpose?" And maybe they are. are they doing know. a, are they it's, doing a it's, soft it's, focus gag on her? Are they soft like, focusing her? <laughs> but like, just regardless, that that's a nitpick, and I don't think it's a real criticism. It's just whatever sure. I notice, I'm always like, "That's out of focus." I saw you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pick up on that, but I'll I'll ask you something else about the cinematography. Heavy use of filters. We yeah, are, yes, Ridley Scott yeah. is. I think this is a thing he just does, um, yeah. especially in his like digital age. I, I don't think I noticed it in his earlier films. Um, the classic digital thing of like Europe is blue, mm-hmm. and warm places are orange, and. Yeah. Well, also, sometimes Europe is orange though too. I didn't find it to be as. There were a few times. Like, yes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. France is orange. Um, and particularly, like, I actually thought the warm versus cold was kind of fun. Like, I, I liked the coldness of it. I didn't mind the desaturatedness mm. of it either. Like, I know that that's a big, like, film Twitter thing. But, like, I, I was like, I don't know. I think this looks pretty nice. Especially, like, I actually liked the desaturated colors during, like, the warmer scenes in particular. Like, the fact that the warm light was, de- like, that that was actually kind of interesting mm. to me. I wasn't as crazy about the blue desaturated. But I still think it all don't look pretty good. Yeah, I'll say for that, I I don't love. I felt the filters might have been too much sometimes. Mm. When it is just like when it feels very filtery, when it feels like you slap this on, that's kind of when I have the problem with it. Sure. And I did feel like I don't think I I don't think I noticed desaturated, but I I was kind of um, like yeah. I'm I'm I've never cared for the the teal the the teal orange kind of. I don't think it's doing duality. quite the teal orange most. It's not. It's, it's not like quite that. It's not doing it's it not at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. It's teal and then yeah. it's it's blue and then it's orange. It's not yeah. blue and orange at the same time. Just don't um, love filters. It's mm. like um. What do you call them? Like a LUT. It's giving. Yeah, LUT. but I don't know. I actually I didn't I didn't mind the look of this movie, and I think that like. Yeah, I agree. Like, Ridley Scott seems to do this a lot. And I do think that he does it... There actually there feels like there's more intentionality behind this, actually, than I feel like when other modern directors do it. I think 
I think sometimes when other modern directors do it, they're actually trying to emulate Ridley Scott a little bit in a way that mm. doesn't feel good. But I don't know. Like I, I just didn't have a. I do know what you mean, and that bothers me in a lot of other movies when I can tell something has been so colored. Like the this is not a movie, but The Boys, for example. Like I've always hated the way that show looks because it's like so. It's yeah, so. No, no, it has no. such a look. It has this like sepia, like sort yeah. of sepia, but desaturated like. And I, I really don't like the way that show looks. But uh, I don't know. It just didn't bother me much here. Sure. Uh, if you're if you're done, I'm done. I'm done. We will get into our classic segment. Aiden, what is that? Uh, so the podcast is called Predator vs. Movies. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, we've already done the movie part. Now it's time to get into the Predator. We asked the, mov- we asked the question, would this movie be better if the Predator from the movie Predator was in it? Um, um, yeah, probably. Actually. probably sure first yeah. one in a I while mean, this is the classic thing where if we think of movies kind of boring they're like yeah throw a predator throw, throw the predator in there for sure uh he can now, be uh he's the he's real, the czar of russia actually oh no question. he he goes to egypt and it's an ancient aliens thing and it's actually predators oh, in the tombs something like that like like assassin's creed origins yeah. mm. no. uh <laughs> uh real question though who's winning Napoleon Who is fights one? Predator. This is and a good also... Within, within the casino of... This yeah. is interesting. And it's so... Because he's fighting. Specifically They're in fighting. A, fighting, but also I feel like the battle has to be of war strategy, because that's what Napoleon is. Oh, okay, so, sure. Who, yeah, so yeah, who, would, who, who, would, who has better war strategy? And I actually... It's funny like doing this podcast, because I don't think I've seen a full Predator movie ever. <laughs> but my, No, I saw the I Shane have. Black I've Predator seen, movie. I saw that which was the, really bad. I've seen the original yeah that's, that's um, all we have between us <laughs> um but he is like supposed to the predator is smart and he's like a strategy yeah. guy himself so this is actually an interesting this is an interesting one i wonder how but this, does the predator command troops that's the question I don't, and are I the don't troops know. also predators or are right. they, <laughs> i think they or, have are to they people. just like they have to be I, <laughs> I think it has to be. That's well, I think really it has to be, funny, though. I think it has like, to be the same, it... same level of technology, and it has to be. No, it has right. to be a battle of wits of who has better war strategy. Wits. <laughs> so he can't use any of his tech. <laughs> anything that well, makes him special. It can is use just anything his relevant. Mind. Yeah. Um. God. I, I know, still. I'm kind of. That's a good. I'm rooting for Predator. Actually. I'm, I'm rooting for Predator, Predator in this one. I think he could beat Napoleon. I think he wins. Because no, yeah. Napoleon wins or Napoleon loses at Waterloo. That's yeah. a massive L, that and you can't take you can't allow L's like that right. in the Predator game. He's just he's, he's too much hubris. Napoleon. Whereas Predator doesn't have hubris. Predator just gets shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah, just three yeah. dots. Three dot him. Yep. He's like that sniper. He's like that sniper who snipes him. That was another thing. Yeah. Sidebar. Could have been so cool. Like yeah. like just kind of like a random element that could have been a whole thing yeah and wish they had like done something more with that yeah i don't know because there's I even a line thinking... that there's even a line that's interesting where he's like all generals have better things to do than to just shoot each other down and i was like oh that's interesting yeah like they're not supposed to like it's like a like, rule yeah i was like that's that's i don't know that would be fun that'd be cool if we talked about that I, yeah i was all yeah. like while seeing that i was like a more interesting movie would be like let's follow this guy way earlier with mm. no context of what his role is. And yeah. then he's the guy who shot Napoleon's hat at one point. Mm. And like, that's, 
Like, that would the be kind cool. of thing that if we saw him you know? periodically, yeah, and we didn't know what the yeah. hell he was doing. And yeah, we're like, who's cool. this guy? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, he was a predator. So, uh, next segment <laughs> is Predator's Picks. We're going to tell you what we've been watching, reading, listening to, or maybe playing. Yeah. What? what? We do that? Anyways, Aiden, what have you been mediating? Uh, so, I think I mentioned this last time, but I am... I'm kind of out of my I'm out of my uh, horror horror watch through where I watched almost exclusively horror movies for like two months uh, and I've kind of fallen into this noir sort of thing but I think I'll expand it to just I'm very interested in post World War II filmmaking broadly mm. and so I think I'll just that's a very broad category but I think I'm gonna stay in like the 50s 60s for a little while and just like look at that sure. um, so but I have watched a couple like kind of noir movies I watched. Uh, another Carol Reed movie because I watched The Third Man, uh, but I watched uh, Odd Man Out. I don't think it was quite as good as The Third Man, but very, very interesting. This one clearly being, I think in some ways a little bit, it's a bit of a different type of like noir movie that I think actually is drawing on like German expressionism a little bit more uh, than The Third Man. Uh, it was really, it's like, it's a less like a uh, kind of traditional story. Like it kind of jumps around a little bit. Uh, and I don't know if that always it's works like all the way. Like some characters, are get, yeah, right. Like some characters are kind of like lost a little bit, but I think I really, really like this movie and it's a movie that made a profound impact on me, but I don't quite know what it means. Like I felt very strong things watching this, but didn't quite know exactly what it was saying, but it still felt very intentional and that's always interesting. So this is a movie that I'd be, I mean, like I had an idea of some of the things we were saying, but it would be a movie that would be very interesting for me to revisit. I also watched a, a movie called panic in the streets. This is, I, I don't know. Am I pronouncing it wrong? Elia Kazan, something like that. He's a very oh. famous, famous director, but yeah, like, I've heard of him. Uh, this was a, this was a very interesting movie that I really, really loved that. I feel like I could see how other people wouldn't like this one as much. Cause it feels the basically the premise is that there is uh there's a guy who is killed who is uh who had like come to the country he's an immigrant uh and he is carrying this disease with him uh and they discover his body and they discover that he has this disease so after def- they have to find who murdered him because he's going to spread this plague the murderer is going to spread this plague oh, and so that's that's like the that's the plot of the movie and i feel like people might not like it as much cuz it's kind of like it's not super tense and that sounds like a very tense plot like it Mm. sounds like something would be like we have to like we have 48 hours to stop him and it doesn't have that feeling but i really really liked what it was instead which was like a very interesting movie to me about like again like post-war anxieties and i think it's like a very it's very focused on these characters um very very some very very gorgeous shots uh i really really like this movie i would recommend it and so that's that's what i've watched this week Kazan is the guy who did On the Waterfront. I didn't yes. say that. Yes. He also That's did, another one I'm going to watch right away. He also did Streetcar Named Desire. Yes. Stella! Those are two movies I haven't seen. So I, those will probably be very... I will probably imminently have, watch those. I have seen Streetcar Named Desire for high school. Because we nice. read the book. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, I don't really remember anything about it. Uh, not that's not one of my picks. Uh, so <laughs> I have not been watching. I, I'm not on my movie game right now. I need to. I need to get back up on that horse. Uh, but I have watched. Actually, there's another one I, I didn't write down. I've been watching Invincible. Uh, I didn't. I didn't oh, yeah. think I would. 
I thought I would just not have time for it, and I have found time for it. Uh, and it is doing its thing. I Invincible yeah. is one that like is that I'll that's a show that I'll watch and I find interesting, but it's not one that I'm like super invested in. Yeah, it's um, same for me. I just yeah. I, the source material never had a connection to it, and yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. They did Invincible. some interesting things. Invincible and the boys are similar to me in that, like, I Amazon. like both. Of, I like Amazon, but also, like, I mean, they're similar in, like, superheroes, but they're bad. And, like, but they're they, bad, it's, yes. And correct. it's violent. But also, like, uh, I mean, like, they're also similar to me in that, like, I liked both shows. Like, I've seen, I've seen all but the most recent season of both shows, but I'm just, like, not, I'm not super, which in Invincible's case is just one season. But, um, yeah. uh, like... I'm just not super, super interested. Like, I don't need... I don't feel like I need to watch the next thing. Like, I'm sure if I did, mm. I'd like it. But, like, it's just... Yeah. I'll say that between The Boys and Invincible... Mm, this is tough. I think I think there's... What I like about The Boys better is it's not animated. And that's that sounds mean, but, like... I mean, film is kind of my thing. So, like, just the conventions of film i'm more used to and mm. just aesthetically i'm a film guy and so when a, a tv show is movies i'm like oh i like that uh, but when it when a tv show is cartoons it's something that i'm just i don't as well ver i'm not as well versed in that kind of realm yeah. but i even like given that i do kind of i think invincible might be the better show yeah because i feel like the boys generally is like quite infantile humor and like oh my god like he just killed somebody oh my god yeah penis a, yeah <laughs> you know? it does it does feel like it feels like the show is like sneering at you all like, the time it's like yeah it's like, super like oh we're so edgy can you believe yeah. how edgy we are and then like, sometimes it like falls short like remember i don't know if you remember like the hero gasm like episode it's like yeah it's like, this, this isn't even that crazy and like they, it, they hyped you know? it up so much, and I was like, yeah. that was kind of lame, honestly. That wasn't that cool. Yeah. I don't know. I like the show. But it's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think Invincible is interesting because it kind of has that same, like, edgy tone of, like, you don't know what could happen, but it, it doesn't feel like yeah. they're sneering. It doesn't have right. that same kind of tone to it, that um, vibe. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've only seen the first three episodes, I think. Apparently, they're doing a, a mid-season a mid break. <laughs> yeah really like strange crazy. yeah but uh they're definitely keeping up with their like status quo of like anybody can and will die um oh. i i don't know there's some things that happen in the first three episodes that i think mm, i think one of them i don't know if they're actually dead so mm. i feel like once you get past the first season there is kind of like like they kill a lot of people in the first season and then after that it's kind of like Mm, are you dead though <laughs> yeah i don't know about that and this yeah. what i what i what also i find interesting about this show is that clearly also doing parody of of like superhero world same as the boys you have yeah. clear parodies but like some but of this the one's um, a little more also more imp not implications parody? oh sure you know like things have like implications to them which i which is something that i like yeah so this this threat of like the superman who are invincible and who have these crazy powers they do right. keep showing up and like will just like kill a guy 
they'll just like brutally because they didn't just disappear they're still around um the like global or the universal scale of the show i feel like is something i think more so in this season i don't think they did a lot in the last season but like from what i've little i've seen feels stronger than you know like like marvel and dc don't really do that too much they marvel's doing it more now but um what else uh oh like like one thing i really like is cloning like cloning mm, is a thing yeah. that exists in this universe and i what i like is that like because that exists everybody uses it and right. so it's not just like and, one guy who has a monopoly on cloning and that's There's like three different people who do cloning and that's what I'll say broadly about the show is that I, the world building is actually really interesting. Like, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of it, and it feels very much like things are implemented the way they should be. Like, if something is a part of that world, it is a recurring part of that world, and it feels like yeah. it's always present. Yeah. yeah. So so I'll, I'll watch that with interest. The other show that I've been watching is The Curse. I did. Yeah. I became a sucker, and I subscribed to Paramount+. Plus. Uh, they have some other. They also have Nathan for you on there. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so I watched the first two episodes of The Curse. I think there's a third one I can watch now, but I haven't yet. Um, definitely on that first episode, did not know what to make of it. I, mm. you haven't seen it yet, have you? No. No, so, I don't have well, Paramount. So I won't spoil it. Um, first first episode, didn't know what to make of it. I do feel like with that first one, they throw you into the deep end of like. Like, this is what it is. This is the world. These are the characters. Nathan Fielder is sort of like what we know him as, but with very different personality traits. Like, there's a few traits that are, like, quite different. So so he's not playing the same old, same old. Um, he, he also... I learned this from the credits while watching. He co-created this with Benny Safdie. So, yeah. like, not only is he starring the show, like, co-starring Benny Safdie, he is also one of the creators. And I feel like that explains a bit. Um, it's it's interesting. I think I was more on board with the second episode of kind of, like, what this is. They do some really interesting things. So, like, most of the show is, like, in this kind of, like, very grainy, almost, like, voyeuristic, as if we're, like, a documentary crew watching... Yeah. This happened. Well, the, Saf- the Safties love that shit. They do that. It's yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's very Safty yeah. then. Um, yeah, that first episode. There's just this one thing that I, I'm sure will come up more, but was less important in the second episode. Um, mm. Did you hear anything about the curse? I know about, that like, there's a micro penis. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So yeah. that's just something that I've never particularly found to be funny. Mm. The idea of the micro penis. Sure. I I just think it's disturbing personally and like unfortunate <laughs> for those who might have I don't know. like I don't I don't I don't find it I don't find it funny. Okay. I, I okay. find other like kind of more infantile things funny, but like um sure. when they did that I was just like oh gross. <laughs> like like oh no. Um and I like like you I had seen that was the thing before I watched right. it. Um and I think it's something that is supposed to be taken as like laugh out loud like oh my god he's a micro penis and i was like eh, no no thanks um but yeah like i don't i don't think that'll be a big part it seems more most of the show is like the uncomfortable tensions of these white characters existing in this community that is 
like like clearly they're gentrifying and like having very awkward moments with people of color a lot of like um the second episode there's a lot of stuff with like native americans and like it just like, like like even now like I'm thinking on it like like very uncomfortable but like funny funny uncomfortable because right. it's all scripted right um, so so yeah I'll, I'll watch that with interest I love what Nathan Fielder does so. yeah I'm def- I thing, will watch that eventually I just don't have Paramount at the moment you just gotta yeah. find it yeah yeah uh, the other thing I've been doing is playing Red Dead Redemption two um, as I was talking to Aiden before like I'm not a big gamer but you know I've I've just kind of like fallen upon this game and. I really like it. It's awesome. Uh, I like the kind of like open world aspect to it. The uh, it feels it feels a lot like Westworld, um, in that you can just like be like chilling, like doing your own thing. You don't have to do the main story, and then you'll find like a character who needs like a side mission, side quest kind of thing. You can just like tame horses. Like you can just be like, I don't. I'll just tame horses today. Or I'll just like, like rob people. I'll loot people. Like you can just do whatever. You yeah. can go pick uh, plants. You can go hunting and like try to like up your outfits and whatever. Like there's just so there's so much you can do in that game. Like it feels like so big. The map is quite large as well. And I've like I've only just realized like how big it is. Um, and then yeah, like like things will just like you'll just be vibing and then all of a sudden like a kkk rally is cropping up in the woods and you're like what the fuck what are you guys doing <laughs> yeah. no and then you Stop. just like <laughs> yeah. and then you can just like decide to like beat them up or whatever and then maybe they'll kill you and then they'll take like 60 dollars from you and you'll be fuck <laughs> they took 60 dollars <laughs> um also like your horse can die that was a thing i discovered it, my voice broke and it sounded like i was sad i almost <laughs> There was one horse that died, and I was like, oh, horses can die. I didn't know that. And then I was like, I didn't really care about that horse. But then there was a new horse that I did like, yeah. and he almost died. I got in a, a bit of a firefight um, at this manor. There's like a like a plantation, and yeah. I wasn't supposed to be there. I was trespassing, and I was like, what? And I, like, I didn't do anything, but they were just like mad that I was there. And yeah. so then they started shooting at me. I was like, oh, fuck. And I'm still like not great at doing firefights and like like fighting people and they like shot my horse and it was like writhing on the ground and my only action options were like the options should be kill or revive and revive was like grayed out i was like no no (laughs) my horse i probably didn't have like the potion or whatever yeah uh so so i was like kill or do nothing and it was like "I i don't know what to do and so i was trying to like like just not die also because they were still shooting at me and then yeah. I did die but because I died before my horse died it reset and my oh, horse nice. was safe so nice. lesson learned I I don't think there's a suicide option in the game but I was like next time <laughs> next time <laughs> to save my horse I'll do what I have yeah. I'll do what I have to yeah. um, so that's my wreck go, go play that game um, next week I don't know. Like, I don't know what like comes out. Like four things or a zone of interest or one of those or something. Right? What's December first? I don't even know. Uh, Here's a nitpick I can talk four about on the podcast. Four things is December eighth. Sure. I knew it was not quite yet. Um, I don't like that 
when I need to know what movies are coming out, it is sorted like one is American films. And I yeah. can only see the American films of 2023 or a different country. Put them all together. Yeah. Why do I need... I'm, I, there's probably a lot. Yeah. But like it's really hard to, to be like, to remember the European films that are also coming out wide releases. If we want to, if there's something coming out, we could watch Saltburn. That would be... Oh which, my God. I don't really... No. That feels like a, <laughs> no. if it looks like a TikTok movie, and by that I mean it looks That's like a I'm movie that was designed was. for TikTok edits to be made of it. I have not seen the movie. I've not seen it either. My understanding is that it is a smart movie for dumb people. Mm. So like, or like, like it is it is a smart is a dumb person's idea of a smart cinematic movie. Someone else said that it's if someone had watched Parasite and thought the rich people were the good guys, <laughs> which is really making me want to see that movie. Yeah. Um, there's definitely other options. So December first, sure. uh, Silent Night comes out. That's the John Woo film with um, oh, yeah. Joel oh, Kinnaman. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. That might be really fun. Um, there's the Eileen movie with uh, Anne Hathaway and. Uh, Oh, what's her name? oh yes, yeah. And Thomason McKenzie, I didn't think that looked good, but no, uh, I'm not. I'm not super interested in that. Some other movies that came out in November, uh, Good Burger Two. <laughs> I'm okay. Leave, leave I didn't the see the first by. one. Wish we could I watch the Adam Sandler Leo movie where he's a iguana. Um, oh, we never saw May December. That's the one oh. we missed. Ooh, we could do that. I don't know how to watch that, though. I don't know if it's so... Might have missed that one. Uh, and we didn't see the Dream Scenario oh, movie. Oh, we might I didn't know if that one was so. good. So lots of lots of things we could do. We'll figure it out. But we'll probably end up doing Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Um, yes. uh, if you like us, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Predator V Movies. Uh, if you like my thoughts on movies, check me out on Letterboxd at underscore Alex Gordon underscore. I leave reviews sometimes. You can also check me out on Letterboxd. I'm 810Sunny. That's 810-S-O-N-N-Y. My name is Wombo. I also leave reviews sometimes. Uh, and then uh, Peter's not here, so he doesn't have anything to plug, which means, which means you that have you have to... to leave a review on whatever platform you consume this podcast yes. on. Actually, I'll, I'll bring this up. I've noticed um, some people have actually disliked some of our videos. Uh, really? Priscilla was one, and Bo is Afraid is another one that had some dislikes. Well, that would make sense. They also sense. had some likes. They had some likes. Mm. But uh, there were a few dislikes. And I just wanted to clarify, uh, because it is in the fine print, that you're actually not allowed yeah, to do yeah. that. Yeah. I understand. Actually, thank, you, thank you for engaging with that at all, because that is, like, you're at least yeah. trying to follow through on the contract, but you are still I understand still the confusion it. there. Yeah. Yeah. You are like supposed to like it. Yeah. Yeah, like I, they're they're kind of close together, and I think that's actually a flaw um, right. that they're so close together. Because like I can understand like you're trying to like like the video like you're supposed to, and then maybe you just like kind of like like swipe your mouse to like the right or something, and then like right. oh oops, like you you yeah. accidentally dislike it, and like maybe you didn't realize like like I I I'll forgive you this time. Like it's a mistake. Yeah. Like I understand it's a mistake, uh, but actually don't do that. Right. Um, so actually just likes, so you, uh, you're to like five and then stars, nice, nice, nice comment where nice you're like, comments. yay. Yeah. Where you say something like, yeah, that. no, no, yeah. uh, that's actually the code word for this week, uh, is <laughs> yay, uh, <laughs> yeah. with 
five exclamation marks. If there's yeah. uh, four or three or six or seven, um, we'll know. And that we'll means know. you we'll didn't know. actually watch the movie. You're actually lying. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we'll know. So leave that specific comment. Yay. Uh, with that uh, tone of voice. Yeah. Uh, it's a voice message. Yeah, make sure you if say you it can. out loud while you're uh, doing it. And five exclamation marks in yes. the voice message. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye.